let me tell you, I woke up one morning, 10 days before the Beloved Women Conference, and I had forgot that I submitted a video to the YouVersion Bible app. We love knowing and keeping secrets. It makes us feel loved. It makes us feel important. It makes us feel valued. But that is the best kept secret. We are loved by the creator of the universe. This season, we are coming together with some of the most beautiful queens that you will ever meet to unpack productivity tips from the Bible. If it's the glory of God to conceal a matter and the glory of kings to search it out, then queen, we've got some work to do. Let's get to it. Hey, it's me, Liv, and I am so incredibly grateful that you are back with me. It is my prayer that this conversation will touch your heart and that you will grow more intentionally in every way about what the Lord has called you to do. I want you to know that the best is yet to come, and that is what our guest is sharing with us. Yeah, but as you know, this season we are coming together to study productivity tips from the Bible. And I know that that may confuse some of you, but I want you to remember that when we study productivity tips in the Bible, we learn to prioritize the meaningful above the millions of things that the world tells us we should be doing. This is going to be reinforced in our conversation in every way. So I want you to lean in with a journal. And then I want you to get connected to our guest. Today, will you please consider Luke chapter 14, verses 28 through 30 with me. It reads, but don't begin until you count the cost. For who would begin construction of a building without first calculating the cost to see if there's enough money to finish it? Otherwise, you might completely only the foundation before running out of money. And then everyone would laugh at you. They would say, there's the person who started that building and couldn't afford to finish it. Y'all, this is Jesus talking. And he is literally telling us to really look at everything from a place of preparation that would lead us to finish it. It's incredibly exciting to start something new. And my personality type is the one that gets really, really excited by new things. If y'all did not know, it's more important to finish it. Finish what? When we make it to heaven, the, we want the Lord to say, well, God, my good and faithful servant. But in order to hear those words out of our Savior's mouth, we not only have to start, but we have to finish. Today, this conversation is going to lead you to truly, truly step out on faith in new ways. I'm confident of it, y'all. I'm confident of it. <laughs> this conversation means a lot to me because I've admired our guest from afar four years. And, you know, I am learning to step out in new ways on faith as I invite the guests 
onto this podcast. And when they say yes, I'm like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I hope that you're enjoying these conversations as much as I am. Okay, y'all. We are here. We are here to talk to one of the women that has mentored me from afar for years now. It is just such an honor to have her here on the podcast. And I have to tell you about Christina Patterson. Christina Patterson is an author, Bible teacher, and YouTuber who is passionate about empowering women in the love of, of Jesus Christ and the truth of God's word. Through sound biblical teaching and a true passion for the hearts of God's daughters, Christina is compelling women to find freedom, wholeness, and satisfaction in Jesus Christ. Christina holds a master's degree in theological studies from Liberty University and is the author of several books and Bible studies. She is the founder of Beloved Women Incorporated, a nonprofit providing resources and community women to truly know who they are in Christ, his beloved. Hello, 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 Christina. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. I'm so excited to be here to talk to you and your wonderful community. We are <laughs> so excited. I'm really trying to hold it together right now. <laughs> All right, we are here to study, you know, productivity tips from the Bible because we have a tendency to go everywhere but the Word of God. God. But it truly does have so much to say about every part of our life. Right. And you are equipping women to trust more fully in the Lord every day, in every part of their lives. And so I just want to ask you, how did beloved women even get started? How did you receive the vision to found this organization? And what were those first steps that you took? You know, it, it actually started with a detour. <laughs> Very much like your story that you shared with me, my plan was completely different. I was going to climb my way up the corporate uh, ladder. And that was the plan. And I was on my way. I was working. When I got out of college, I was working at the Department of State. I was a grant specialist helping with grants for international trafficking programs around the world. And so I was still wanting to do like nonprofit work and help people. But, you know, the goal was for me to still work a traditional nine to five and just kind of go that way until I got pregnant with my daughter. And I had uh, some challenges with the pregnancy and I ended up coming home. And my plan was, okay, I'm just going to stay home for a year after she is born, you know, and, and even that, I don't want to make it seem like that was such an easy decision because when you go from two incomes, two people with two incomes to three people with one incomes, that was a whole leap of faith in itself altogether. But that's a whole nother story for a whole nother day. <laughs> the goal was that I would co go back to work you know, start my career back after a year. And you know what, Liv? God shut every possible door in my face when that year was up. And I mean, jobs I know I should have at least got an interview for. No response. No response. And God sat me down and was like, I want you to stay home. 
And I was going through Priscilla Shire's uh, Bible study on Jonah called Life Interrupted. And it was just through that God was speaking to me like, your plan, that's not what we're doing. And I was like, wait, you want me to be a stable mom? That's not my thing. Like, I... It, I would have never even imagined that for myself. Like a stay-at-home mama, what did they do anyways? Wait, is that a thing? <laughs> for Black women, they not going to stay at home? You know what I'm saying? It's like you, you are employed or you unemployed. There's no like, <laughs> like what is that? So I heard Barbara say that one time, and I, I, I just related to that so much because even communicating that to other people was like, wait, you just, you just going to quit your job and stay home? What is that? But I was like, I really feel like God called me to stay home. That was like 11 years ago. I've been home ever since then. In the process, I'm like seeking God because I'm like, you know, you know, work and nine to five. Like I can do that. I'm really good at that. But like being home and homemaking and all of that and being with the kid all day, like I, I have no idea what I'm doing. And so it put me in a position to be so dependent on God. You know, because it was such a weak spot. I felt like for me, I wasn't one of those girls that grew up thinking about what her wedding was going to look like and how many kids that she wanted to have. You know, that that just wasn't my dream. I'm blessed. I'm glad that I have it. But, it, you know, it just didn't feel like something that came natural to me. So I'm like leaning on God every day. Like, I need help because this is not, this don't feel like my calling, but you're calling me here. And in that, you know, I'm reading my Bible. I'm growing a passion for God's word. There was a point where I was actually... I had got it accepted to an MBA program. And the day, it was like right the week before it was about to start, I, they went up on the tuition or something. And I was like, man, I'm not going to be able to do it. But I know that was God because then he like opened the door for me to get my master's in theology. I'm like, okay, God, you are just really like pushing me in this different direction. Where are we going, God? And just things just didn't really make sense. The opportunities that he was giving me and the ones that he wasn't giving me. And so it was just like a daily, like, God, I'm just trying to trust you. I don't feel like my life is really going anywhere. You know, I don't have a career, you know. And God really had to strip me in that season of just the idol that I had made, like, worldly success and, like, a consistent salary. And, like, you know, those things are important, but we can idolize them. And we don't realize it until God strips it away. And or just having my own income, you know. So God's stripping me away and I'm like, I got to cling to God because that's all I got right now. And during that time, I started writing just these short little devotionals after I was spending time with God. And I had a friend that was like, you should start a blog. And I was like, oh, what is that? Like, how do you do that? I don't even know how to do that. I mean, she showed me how. And so I started just blogs and then I started doing podcasting. So it would be like audio and I did longer video Bible, Bible studies. And then, I mean, podcast, it was just audio until one day I felt like God was leading me. He was like, do videos. And I was like, okay, let me look on the internet. How do you put, you know, videos on the internet? And I saw YouTube and I was like, well, I had knew about YouTube, but I never thought like, this was before like pastors were putting their sermons and stuff up on YouTube. It was like, you know, atheist was like up there and it was just like, definitely old school YouTube. And I was like, God, you, you sure don't mean Vimeo because that's where the Christians are going. And, and God was like, did I stutter? I was like, okay, we'll go to YouTube. <laughs> and so I just started, you know, doing YouTube videos. And I absolutely loved it. And we've grown an amazing community there. And so, yeah, we've just kind of grown primarily through putting out 
biblically-based devotional content for women in video format. Definitely, definitely. And I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for those detours that we finally recognize as those divine disruptions. You know, I am a part of the beloved community. I love your YouTube devotional and things and and catch as many as I can. And oh, I love it. I don't know how long. So that's why this is so special to me. <laughs> I'm like, oh my goodness. I love it. All right. I wanted to know if you have found a balance, you know, between taking risks and doing those things that God has told you to do when he told, tells you to do, even when they don't exactly make sense, like going to YouTube instead mm -hmm. of video. And then counting the cost of just what it might, and by it, I mean ministry, what it might require. Well, One of the things that I have admired you for years is because I've seen that you host your conferences every other year. And I don't know if that was intentional, so I'm so interested in your answer. But after I saw that, I was like, that is so because <laughs> I would be running, you know, immediately after one conference, trying to prep for the next, you know, and it can really, really be exhausting if you don't lean on the Lord in that area and just follow his unction and his leading. So my question is just really long, obviously here, but what is the, what is the balance there between taking risks and counting the costs? Yeah. A lot of the people in the Beloved Woman community might know Kia Stevens. She's one of my best friends and she, you know, she's taught and spoke at the conferences and all that kind of stuff. And she says, it's not about balance, it's about harmony and just making sure you're doing the right things in the right seasons, depending on the season that you're in. So when we did the first Beloved Women conference, it was every other year. Now it is every year. But at first, I did not have the capacity, not even just it wasn't even about financially. It was just like mentally an emotional drain that you put into like pouring out and actually building up these events. It, it's so much. And it's something that you have to build the endurance to do, right? So that first conference wiped me out. The, the week afterwards, I just felt like I couldn't do anything, right? But I've built up endurance now to where I don't feel that way anymore. Or another example might be like doing a YouTube video. A day of shooting YouTube videos used to wipe me out. I would be so emotionally drained. I can't do anything for a say. Now I shoot some videos. I go cook dinner. I pick the kids up. I do homework. You know what I mean? Because I've worked up kind of like my emotional, mental, spiritual muscle to be able to do more. So it's really important for you to know what season you're in. If you're just learning something new, if you're doing something that you haven't done before, take smaller steps. Like that's okay. Don't feel like you have to shoot, you know, five videos in one day or write a whole Bible study series in one week or write a whole book in 30 or 60 days. You know what I'm saying? My first book took a whole year for me to write and previous books took less and less. And so it really depends on what season you're in. If you have a newborn and you have very high family demands, then, you know, your family might be a little bit more of a focus. Ministry business might be you might have to like cut back a little bit, but it just really depends on the season that you're in and knowing, um, you know, what things you can amplify in that season and what things you might need to kind of tone down a little bit. And I think that 
you know, God will tell you. <laughs> God wants to lead us. And one scripture that's been really helpful for me, particularly this year, I think it's in Proverbs. I don't, I don't know the address, but it says, uh, many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of God that prevails. And that encouraged me so much because it's like, God's like, I know you got so many ideas running in your head, Christina. I know you got a lot of dreams and visions, also the kind of stuff, you know, and you get frustrated when you can't like just do them all and see them all done quickly. You have to remember that there's a greater purpose that you're working towards and you don't want to interrupt that by just trying to do a lot of things, but doing the right purposeful thing that God is calling you to do. And so one other thing that's helped me to kind of stay level is to just remember my purpose, you know, and I say it in every video, encourage, equip, and empower women in the love of Jesus Christ and the truth of God's word. So everybody should, should know that's what Christina's trying to do. And if there's an opportunity that comes up for me that isn't in line with that, then I already know mm, it's probably not for me in this season because I know I got that one, that one goal. And I mean, there's so much stuff that comes up where it's like, oh, well, I could do that and it would do this and just so many distractions, but just really having to pray to God for the discipline of like, stay the course, stay focused. What's your one thing? And do that well. Wow, that is so good. That is so good. There are so many distractions that rise up. We have to pray for the discipline to stay focused, ladies. Woo! I'll be going all left and right. Why is Christina selling teacups now? What did, I thought she was the, I thought she was teaching the Bible. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I want to ask and dig a little bit further into that because for those listeners that feel the call to write, mm -hmm. but now feel as if they have this new pressure to get out and speak and, you know, share the message that God has put on their heart. How would you encourage them to truly identify what is a distraction and then what is, you know, a blessing that God has sent, which he intends for them to take to help them steward that message effectively? Right, right. Yeah. I think there are two different types of people. I, I think you have those people that when God calls them to do something, they're like, all right, let's hit the ground running. You, you running ahead of God and God's kind of like having to pull you back, like calm down. And then you have people, that's me. <laughs> God's having to sit me down, <laughs> calm down. This is why God doesn't reveal stuff to me until he's like absolutely ready for me to do it. Cause I'll be like, what's next? I what's next? He's like, I can't tell you right now because you're you going to run with it. And I'm not ready for you to run right now. But then you have some people who God will call them to do something and he's gracing you to do it. But there's that timidity where you're not sure or you're, you know, you're kind of fearful about moving forward, not sure how it's going to work, if you're good enough, if that's really God, you know, and God's more. So he's not pulling you back. He's pushing you like, I told you to go. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm opening these doors. Go, go, go. And so I think kind of knowing your personality, you know, when it comes to God calling you to something, what's your natural inclination, you know, to need God to push you forward or kind of pull you back is really important to know. So, yeah, I, I would say that. And then if God's one to have to pull you back, you know, you kind of have to be more prayerful about the steps you take when when he's calling you to do something and making sure you're involving him in it. 
Um, but if he's the one that, ha if you're one where he's like constantly pushing you, then the prayer would be, okay, God, give me the courage, the boldness, give me the confirmation even that I need to, to go ahead and step out. Recognize what you are inclined to do. Right. Speak him in that. That is so good. Ah, so, you know, you started off with the YouTube, mm -hmm. um, the YouTube. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> you know what? I say the Walmart. I don't know why. I'm going to the Walmart. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. So you started off with YouTube and then you just began to grow and expand from there. And now you have this beautiful app. And I just want to ask in each and every part of that, were there any parts that were intimidating to you that you were just a little unsure of how to implement it? Or, you know, were you excited and just running full speed ahead as you kind of alluded to earlier? What yeah. did that look like? I was excited, but there was a lot of fear because I'm going to tell you why. The main reason was the price. Apps, investing in an app costs a lot of money, <laughs> a lot of money. And we had an app for a while. And it was interesting because the first app developer that I worked with, I remember just feeling like, oh, my gosh, this is so much money. I don't know if we can, you know, maintain this, if we can move forward with this, you know, and I worked the numbers out and I was like, OK, prayed about it. And I was like, you know, either I won't know unless we try, you know. So worked with the first app developer, outgrew them and moved to a second app developer that where you see where our app is now, where there's streaming of our videos and we've got the study guides in there, you know, so it's a lot uh, bigger and it has a lot more offerings in it now. Um, but that price tag was probably almost 10 times more than the first. And so I just remember I was so nervous, but I remembered the first time we launched the app. And how nervous I was, but how God worked it out and we found our stride. And I was like, well, I don't see why he wouldn't do it again. You know what I mean? And so it's, it's almost like the more leaps of faith that you take and trust God, the stronger your spiritual faith muscle gets because you have so much to remember that he worked in the past. So it's just kind of loud. Now, the next time we do some big financial investment, I'll be like, well, God worked out the first two apps. Why would he not work this out? You know? And so it's just like building up that spiritual muscle over the years and just being like, I'm gonna just trust God. And then he works it out. And then I'm like, well, now I really believe in you, God. Okay, well, we can keep moving forward then. We can keep taking risks and, and different things like that. But I know that when you do take risks like that, there's this pressure that sometimes we put on ourselves, right? So it's like, okay, I wrote the book. Now I got to sell it. Or you know, I, I got the app. Now we got to get app subscribers or, you know what I'm saying? Like there's that real life responsibility, but God has so graciously uh, shown me that when you're in ministry and he's calling you to do something, even if you're not in ministry, when he calls you to do something, he will provide. He will provide. Let me tell you, last year, our conversation will be back in just a moment, but for now, I'd like to invite you to get connected to The Heart, the email newsletter that I send in partnership with the Colorfully Candid Paradigm. It's through The Heart that we'll have the opportunity to introduce you to what our ministry partners have going on, what featured interviews we'll be hosting in the Colorfully Candid Collective, and who 
will be joining me for the live recording of the best kept secrets. It's my hope that you will be there right along with us. Now, go on and click that link in the description or the show notes, and let's get back to our conversation. Let me tell you, last year, we had the Beloved Women Conference. It was going to be online again, or whatever. We scheduled it. It was this big thing or whatever. I ended up incurring in, uh, a neck injury that had me out most of July and August, and the conference, I think, was scheduled for August, we ended up having to put it back, push it, push it back or whatever. And, you know, all, I wasn't putting any videos out because I was recovering. It was completely unexpected. And we just were not making any sales that summer. Like it was not. And I was just kind of like, okay, God, I don't know. I, I just give it to you. I don't know what to do. Because I, I was just in a position where I couldn't stress myself out about it and try to push myself to do more than I could because I was healing, you know, but we still had this obligation to this conference. And so I was just like, God, I need you to work it out. And I honestly thought like God would just help us meet the bare minimum and just kind of scrape by. You know what I mean? Let me tell you, I woke up one morning, 10 days before the beloved women conference, and I have forgot that I submitted a video to the Version Bible app. This was in like the spring, like, yeah, it was May, right? And now it's September. And I had reached out to them like, are y'all going to post my video or not? And I hadn't heard anything. So I was like, well, they might not even post it. I forgot all about it, Liv, right? 10 days before the Beloved Women Conference, I woke up, you know, and I, every morning I was waking up kind of anxious, like, oh man. And I saw a post from one of the speakers and she was like, 10 days from the Beloved Women Conference. Yay. And I was like, yay. Girl, then I started getting all these text messages like, oh, I saw you in the Bible. I saw you in the Bible. I saw you in the Bible. And if you know about the YouVersion Bible app, I mean, they have millions of subscribers, right? So it brought so much traffic to our website and to the conference that we made more sales in one day live than we did all summer and got every time I got an email I'm getting chills talking about it because every yeah. time I got an email that, that saying you know ticket bought ticket bought it got I just felt God tapping me on my back like oh I got this oh did you see that oh do you know what I can do oh you thought you were just gonna scrape by God was like I can do above and beyond okay I don't need you Christina okay I don't need your little videos I can do it I can do this I said you know what let me step in. let me let God let me step out the way. Go ahead, God. Do what you do. And so I think we we just have to be, it's so scary because it's like, is God really going to come through? After last year, I'm like, can't nobody tell me otherwise. <laughs> because I'm like, after everything that God brought me through, I'm like, oh yeah, he got me. I'm not even worried about it. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. I, I definitely have chilled. Yeah. We need stories like this, stories of what he's capable of performing oh, yeah. so that we can remember that he is not a respecter of person. Right. Christina is sharing this with us so that we would know that because he did it for her, he can also do it yeah. for us. Now it may be on a different level, right? I mean, but that is, that is just incredible. And that conference was absolutely excellent. I mean, the, uh, thank you for so saying very palpable. And it, 
Oh, there were some speakers. There was one you had from South Africa. That was yes. a complete blessing. And so they were all, they were all amazing. <laughs> her, her message really spoke to me in that particular season. So y'all, 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 let's, let's lean into this. He's not a respecter of person. Right. We will come from. My next question for you is what leadership skills have you just learn to develop over this time of having to, you know, develop your team from those small operations, those humble beginnings at the very beginning, where it was you and your video to now, you know, the developers with the apps and everything like that. How have you learned to advocate for yourself and how have you just learned to become a better leader? Yeah, I would say the biggest thing for me is just learning to, and just by practice, just by doing it to communicate what I want clearly. One that takes knowing what I want, right? And so, like you said, those humble beginnings of me editing my own videos or posting my own blog posts or editing my own devotional, my writing, it taught me what I wanted, right? And then I had to get the boldness as we were building a team to be able to communicate what I want and not be like afraid, right? So with the app, you know, when they were developing it, there was like a lot of back and forth, like, okay, well, this isn't right. Can you do this? You know, and I would be feel kind of like timid because I'd be like, oh, well, I don't want them to think I'm doing too much or what. But then it was like, but you paid for this. So this is their job. You need to effectively communicate what you want and empower them to do their job. Right. And kind of looking at it that way, like I'm empowering you to do your job and not you know, the temptation to be like, well, I can just do it faster myself. You know what I mean? Um, but really having to to give certain things up. And uh, like uh, what I like to say is certain ears, I had to fire Christina. I had to fire the, the video editor, Christina. I had to fire, um, you know, I have uh, the my calendar coordinator. I had to fire her and hire somebody else, you know, because there are certain things that you're just not going to be the best at, you know? And if you can outsource those, if you can get to a point where you can outsource those and focus on uh, what you are the best at, like I can shoot a video really good, you know, um, or that you don't have the time to do, then I think that would be something to look forward to in the future. Um, but as you are working um, before you build a team, take notes about how you're structuring things, how you're doing things, what things that you like with the mindset that you'll be communicating this to someone else to do it. And then you have to trust them to actually to, to do it. Oh, so good. You had to effectively communicate so you can empower them. Right. Wow, that's so right. Good. And because they want to do well, your team, you know, I mean, if you, if you have a good team, they want to do well, they, you know, they're not just trying to like halfway do stuff. And so you want to empower them to do the best and they can't unless you tell them what is your definition of the best. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's such a shift within our mind that we can make, you know, especially for those that may be intimidated, you know, to sign up and to advocate. I mean, especially as Christian women, you know, we feel like, oh, I don't want to ask too much or I don't want to seem like I'm asking for too much or doing too much. It's like, no, this is work. This is your job. We have a mission. We're all working on this same mission. And here's how we're going to do it, you know. So important and so wise. Well, you know, you have shared 
so much. I just want to ask, you know, what would you encourage the women to do as they continue to pray about what God is doing through their lives, as they continue to step out on faith and, you know, really work to count the cost, but move in faith as well? Yeah, I would say, I mean, you, you know, you share about counting the cost, you know, about following Jesus. And there is a there is a cost, you know, remembering that it's worth it, you know. And I think like when people think about Jesus saying, oh, count the cost, you know, it's almost kind of like I, I hope that the assumption isn't like, oh, think of all the bad things that can happen to you before you accept Christ, you know, or follow Christ or whatever that looks like, like be aware of them. Don't be surprised, you know, when you're spiritually attacked because you're advancing the gospel. Like, don't be surprised, count the cost, but the costs are also your profit. What does it, what will it profit you spiritually? What spiritual blessings await you because of your obedience to follow God? And I can tell you it's worth it. It's worth it. You know, I mean, what's the other alternative? You're going to live for yourself. You're going to live as a slave to your flesh. You're going to live for sin. You, you're going to just do your own thing and know that that's not blessed. You're going to forfeit the abundant life, the full life. And so at Beloved Women, you know, one of our philosophies is a full life can't run on an empty soul. And so if you are especially in ministry and you're pouring out you better make sure that God is pouring right back into you. You bet. I mean, I had a video posted a few weeks ago about the power of a quiet spirit, you know, and in preparation for that video, um, I was just reading about how many times Jesus himself pulled away into desolate places to pray by himself. And if Jesus needed to be by himself to get filled up by the father, how much more do we? How, you know, we can't let ourselves get too big where we think we don't need God to fill us up every single day. We should not be growing more independent of God. We should be growing more dependent on him every day because that's where our power comes from. My goodness, that was uh, something that I am going to sit with as well. But the encouragement that you've shared to not only call, count what it may cost you and what might required to pour out, but how what it will benefit you. Right. Don't forget that. There are benefits. Uh, Read Ephesians 1 if you want to know this uh, spiritual blessings. That's <laughs> so good. I mean, I have a couple of quick questions for you so okay. that you can learn a little bit more about you. Where are you going on a day off? Where's the first place you were going? Oh, I'm going to get my nails done. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love to go get my nails done. It's my, it's just kind of like my thing, you know, and it's something about having my nails fresh that just feels so good. And it requires me to sit still for an hour. I, I'm not, I can't look at my phone because my, someone is, you know, doing my hands and I, and I just enjoy it. I'm actually going to do it tomorrow. The, that's the plan, if I have time. <laughs> yes, yes. That is beautiful. That is beautiful. My next question is, what is one of your favorite books? 
books that you would recommend? One of my favorite books that I would recommend, I would say, oh, there's so many. Um, but if I have to pick one, oh, I just thought of like three. Give them to us all. Let's take them all. <laughs> uh, the top three. Okay. I thought about Fervent by Priscilla Shire, her book on prayer. That was so good on strategic prayer. I thought about Captivating by Stacey Eldridge. I read that in college. Um, it's just about womanhood and God's call for women and his love for women. And then I thought about a recent book that I'm reading now, which is um, called The Relentless Elimination of Hurry. And it's, it's been, I only got like two more chapters to read on it. So I can't really put it on a list quite yet. Say so there's 2.5. Um, but so far, it's been mind changing for me in how I look at uh, pacing myself and not rushing. So, yeah, that's one of those books that I told myself I'm going to return to every year. Oh, you read it all the way through it. Yes, I've read that one. I've read Fervent. I had not read the second. Captain, um, it's a, yeah, it's a. It's a little bit older. It's I love that title. Um, so I'm definitely going to look that up for sure. But the ruthless elimination of hurry is Girl, incredibly powerful. It, it will snatch all your edges, okay? Because you be chopping some truth bombs, and I'm like, man, okay, I got to get my life together. <laughs> <laughs> it is so encouraging to hear that I am not alone. <laughs> I, now, that's why I haven't read the past last two chapters yet. I said, because after that chapter on Sabbath, I said, Jesus, I got to take a break from this book because I'm so convicted. I, oh, Lord, it just wrecked me. And God was like, take a break. <laughs> like, okay. And that actually leads right into our next question. Oh, what? One of the reasons I have to ask it because y'all just encourage my heart even through it. What are you surrounding yourself with to remind yourself to slow down? To slow down. I am. You know what? Like, this is something practical. But I have a downtime on my phone. So from four to nine, my phone kind of just like shuts off almost. Most of the apps kind of shut down. I can't access them or whatever. And so that helps me to just be present, you know, with my family. That's when my family's mostly home and not be trying to do two things at once. So I have to kind of slow down. Yeah. It's amazing. I use the, the shutdown app too to tell me to stop working, but I... You in a time where you're really working to, or, you know, really wanting to, to spend time with family and be intentionally present. Yeah. You adjust. Well, you know, and I want to, and I want to share that, like, you know, I'm still growing in this area and God's meant, you know, you know, God will convict you, but kids will convict you too. So last year I was doing this little I had these little questions to ask my kids. And one of them was, what do you wish mommy would do less of? And my son said, be on your phone. I said, oh, I know. I already knew it. I already knew. But when he said it out of his mouth, it was just like, okay, God. Okay. All right. I hear you. I, out of the mouth of babes, you convicted me. <laughs> out of the mouth of babes. That is so I was like, 
I was like, all right, I'm going to put some limits on myself, you know, and and just thinking about the Apostle Paul's words in Corinthians where he was like, everything's permissible, but not everything's beneficial, but I will not be mastered by anything, you know? And I always think about that. Like, if I feel like I can't put something down, then is it mastering me? You know what I mean? And so I'm like, mm, I don't, I want to be free in Christ. So I'm going to have to put some stuff down because... I ain't trying to be in a slave to my phone or app or not when Jesus died for me to be free, you know? That's that's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now I still be, I still be sneaking on sometimes. I don't want y'all to think I'm, I'm something I'm not, you know, but I'm trying. No, we are all impressed. And we know that, you know, one week I I shared a podcast a little earlier this year, one week, you know, I was keeping all my boundaries, all the things. And the next week I was like, y'all, I'm keeping my boundaries. I promise I am, but I'm tired. (laughs) So we just, you know, we are incredibly candid over here and uh, we're just believing there's freedom there. (laughs) Yes, yes, there sure is. Amen. Jesus did love me when I took a look. (laughs) <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> well, I want to thank you so much for your time today. Would you please let everyone know where they can get connected to you? And would you pray for us as we prepare oh, yeah. articles? Oh, yeah. Um, I would love for you to connect with. You can find all our social links and YouTube links there and how to join our beloved women app. If you want to study the Bible with me and all of our sisters around the world. And yeah, so beloved women dot org. All right. And I, it would be my honor to pray for you. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this amazing conversation with my sister in Christ, Liv. God, I pray that you would continue to bless her ministry and her calling, God, and order her steps, Lord, that she may have a harmonious life and calling and family, God, that give you glory and that give her peace, joy, and love, and that she may be filled to the full measure of your peace, joy, and love that it may pour out to all of her listeners. God, I pray for our sisters in Christ that are listening to this right now. I pray that as they count the cost of stepping out on faith and following you, Lord, that they would find it worth it, God, because you are worth it, Lord. I pray they would fall deeper in love with you, grasp a deeper understanding of your love and care for them, and that would compel them into all the things that you're calling them into. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. I am so excited about what God is doing in your life, and I would be honored to hear which part of this show resonated with your heart. Make sure that you take a screenshot of this podcast and tag me at CandidLive on Instagram. It would be so nice to connect with you and even feature you right here on the show. Until then, know that I am praying for you. I know that you're praying for me too. Love you.